In this week's episode, Miguel Joey Aviles, who's a DEI keynote speaker, consultant, and coach, and I are going to have a conversation about hiring of refugees, hiring formerly incarcerated people, the NFL's first Black woman president, and more. We also have an exciting announcement regarding our new digital assessment, the Inclusive 360 Assessment Tool. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Joey, will you please introduce yourself? Tell the world about who you are and what you do. Hello, Bernadette, and hello, everybody across the world. It is a pleasure to be with you on a Monday, and there is nothing like starting a Monday with good vibes. I have been in the diversity, equity, and inclusion field for over 15 years. Started my career as a diversity recruiter until I became the first chief of diversity and inclusion West Coast Guard. Now, last week, I celebrated my first year anniversary as a full-time consultant and keynote speaker, and I am helping global clients to jumpstart their DEI strategies from inception to sustainability. So Bernadette, thank you for your contributions to the field and for the invitation. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. You know, I, I absolutely love your energy. But, you know, we, the, the reality is that there's a lot of negative stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of bad news. Sometimes it is hard to find those yeah. good vibes. Um, I told I wrote in the newsletter how I was in Yosemite camping with, mm -hmm. with a friend and we were um, out in California in nature when the shooting in Illinois happened, you know, about 30 miles from my house at the yeah. parade on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, but going camping and being in the outdoors is one way that I keep the course, how I re-energize myself and recharge myself. Because this, the stories are, they just seem like there's, it can be hard. <laughs> Let me just put yeah. it that way, Joey. It can be yes. hard. Can you tell us how you take care of yourself when DEI work can be, can be tough? You know, Bernadette, in 2020, 2021, I was a chief of diversity and inclusion. So just imagine the level of pressure when we started experiencing the reckoning that we have been going through for the last three years. I had to institute a practice that changed my life and my business. I, um, I didn't create this, but someone did, and it's called the Miracle Good Morning or the Good Morning Morning Miracle. And mm -hmm. it's this belief that every day you start with a set of practices that take care of you. So I start by going to CrossFit at 5.30 in the morning. I have an amazing community 
here in Puerto Rico, by the way, where I'm joining you all. And then reading, praying, meditating, talking with my partner, and just having that experience early in the morning that charges your soul. Because Bernadette, this kind of work requires, actually demands us to be in the best shape possible. And I'm not talking about physical shape necessarily, but the shape of your spirit of how you show up and the energy that you bring to the table. If we operate depleted, how can we truly create cultures of inclusion and belonging where people are happy to work and serve and create a better world? I totally agree. And I um, I do about four of the six steps of the Miracle Morning every day myself. Yeah. I did all six when I was finishing my last book. You have to, but right? It, it's, you know, it's a great, great process. It really is. So you folks should definitely check out the Miracle Morning. Yeah. It's a great way to start your day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great tip, Joey. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Before we get into the five things, the good vibes today... I just wanted to let you all know in the world that, uh, you know, I wrote this book last year, Inclusive 360, but now my team and I built an app that goes along with the book. It's a web app. It's called the Inclusive 360 Assessment and Roadmap. It is very, very cool because not only does it tell your organization what your current state is, but it also gives you very specific action items so you can move forward as a whole organization, department by department, towards greater equity and inclusion. So it's pretty exciting. The demos are this week. So please um, contact me if you'd like to come to a demo. But in the meantime, you can also check out a mini version of the assessment. Take an 18 question quiz at theequalityinstitute.com slash inclusive 360 quiz. And for those folks watching on LinkedIn, we will put that in the chat. All right, Joey, thank you for all of your great energy today. Let's get into these five things. Let's do it. I mean, you used to be a diversity recruiter, right? So some of these stories actually relate to expanding the pipeline of diverse talent. The first one is about how GE Appliances is hiring a thousand refugees at its Louisville factories. And, you know, refugees are a great source of talent that stays They have a very, very high retention rate. And I think this is a great program. These refugees uh, at this particular factory, I think they have 42 different languages spoken on the plant floor. Great stuff. No, this is incredible. And you know, 15 years ago when I was at university, you could hear companies in the US speak only English. When I read in this fantastic good news that they have translated more than 100 health, safety, and employment documents to better serve their people. I was like, that is what equity looks like, and that is what equity-mindedness looks like. So I am happy to see that the gap, finally, companies are thinking to close it because not only makes business sense, but it's about survival for them as organizations. You're exactly right. You're exactly right because they're, you know, it could be easy to say, yeah, we recruit refugees. Great. But if you don't have <laughs> the team who knows how to speak those languages yeah. or have the documents in those various languages, and you're not setting these folks up for success, then what's the point? It's otherwise like checking a box. But you're right. This is completely 
about equity. Um, I mean, I love that they're holding orientations with English as a second language. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it is. And I always say this, uh, Bernadette, because Spanish is my first language. And doesn't matter how much I practice, how much I, I try to pronunciate words, okay? Spanish will always be the language of the heart. So us as companies, when we connect with the language of the heart, I strongly believe that engagement and performance can actually go up. Completely agree. Completely agree. All right. Well, the next story is is kind of similar. So Slack, which is now owned by Salesforce, has a very successful program for hiring formerly incarcerated people. So this internal nonprofit called Next Chapter has already provided 30 apprenticeships for formerly incarcerated people. And all of those folks then received full-time job offers. So that's pretty cool. But what they're doing is now taking the next step and training a bunch of other companies to do the same thing. Also equity in action, right? It, it is. And I am fascinated to see this because we are experiencing the great resignation and the great reshift. So we have been talking about this for decades, for these programs. Now, because companies are going through this desperate time, they're finally, finally embracing this equity-mindedness approach to business. And what truly captivated me on this particular news was when they said, it's about seeing the potential in every human. To me, those words are so powerful because I believe everybody, everyone in our community deserves a chance. So I'm happy to see corporate America leading the way. Exactly. And I think that there, there's still obviously a lot of stigma around folks who are formerly incarcerated. And these are folks who have a really high unemployment rate. Yet, you know, people make mistakes. And of course, not to mention the war on drugs, which incarcerated folks who didn't really deserve it. You know, there's just a lot of a lot of reasons people are underemployed. And this program is just giving people a shot. It's giving them a shot and it's not easy. So many of these issues are systemic, are historical, mm -hmm. and breaking those barriers take time. But when you, um, I love this quote from the CEO when he said, you should make sure to never lose sight of what it's like to be on the bottom when he gave the Just Mercy book to everybody in the organization. And that's the type of change that we wanna drive in our, in our communities. Exactly. So for those of you watching or listening who are looking to increase diversity, you've already had a couple of great ideas in today's stories. Okay, the uh, next story is from PayPal, who really invested heavily in their call center employees. They realized that their 10,000 call center employees were largely living paycheck to paycheck. So what PayPal did was they increased pay, obviously. They increased health insurance contributions. They offered stock options and provided a financial literacy program. And the results have been great. Yeah. And, you know, they rewrote the social contract with their lowest paid employees. And I, I believe, Bernadette, that when as HR leaders, as DEI leaders, when we create policies and practices that benefit those from marginalized and historically excluded groups, at the end of the day, everyone benefits. 
So when we focus in that particular segment, we will change their lives, we'll make their lives better, but also the greater community and the organization at large as well. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think that the lowest level of employees, in this case, call center and and a lot of other frontline employees, they're undervalued, they're underappreciated, and they don't get great feet. They don't have great experiences at work. But when these folks were invested in, customer satisfaction went up and employee retention went up. I mean, this is not rocket science, right? No, and it requires intention because the CEO partner with other nonprofit organizations to create a unique measure. Measuring is so key on this. So this particular CEO, he saw a problem, but then he decided to dig deeper and connect it to the numbers so they could measure progress. And that's what they did. Exactly. All right. So the fourth story is from Hootsuite which recently redesigned its Vancouver offices to be much more inclusive and accessible. So we have, there's everything from considerations from people with invisible and visible disabilities, people on the autism spectrum, introverts and extroverts. So some of the things they've done include braille signage on all rooms, dimmable lighting in rooms for those with light sensitivity, gender inclusive restrooms, a whole lot more. I mean, it's really kind of a nice model that organizations can follow about how to update their facilities, especially in the return to office, to make them more inclusive for everyone, because that's what the Hootsuite seized on an opportunity. What I loved about about this news is that they utilize inclusion from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And when we embed inclusion and diversity from the design stages, that's what I'm talking about. That's where you can drive change that makes sense. And also, they included their employees. They asked us, tell us what you need. And to me, those are the magic words, Bernadette. Tell us what you need. Let your people talk and give you answers and then listen. Great advice. Hope everyone is paying attention. Tell us what you need. Just ask. All right. Last story from today for today, Joey, is from Sandra Douglas Morgan, who became the first black woman to be named an NFL team president. Who She's now the president of the Las Vegas Raiders. And, you know, I don't like to include firsts in five things because it's about time, right? But, you know, this is a really big deal. It is. And I was watching an interview and I love her quote when she said, I want to get to a point, obviously, where there are no more firsts. And she honored her first, but she's like, I'm ready for this season to be done because we need many other Black women, many other underrepresented people to get to these stages to lead the change. And frankly, Bernadette, I'm ready to. That's right. That's right. Hey, Joey, thank you so much for being my guest today on Five Things in 15 Minutes. Thank you all for joining, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. We appreciate you being here today. If you don't already get the Five Things newsletter, you can subscribe at fivethingsdei.com. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com.
I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for five things in 15 minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.